Hey, thanks for joining us for this episode of uh, the Gig Harbor Flycast. And I have my friend Mark Reisler from the Headhunters Fly Shop in Craig, Montana. And um, and so we're just gonna we're gonna chat about all sorts of fun stuff. But um, man, we're right now as this is being recorded. This is this will uh, air in a few weeks. But um, we're in the midst of the uh, the coronavirus um, crazy disruptiveness, and so a lot of us are trying to get creative on how to stay in business <laughs> and um, how to uh, weather the storm. And I think part of it is just um, also helping people just um, like make some good decisions because they're saying go outside. And um, for those of us that have been out steelhead fishing this winter recently on the beaches, like n people aren't going fishing, like they're watching Netflix or something like they want they're not leaving that'll, the house hopefully, or, yeah hopefully that'll break yeah it, they're, it, they're it, in line it, at yeah. costco or they're uh <laughs> yeah. or they're at home um but like really people go fishing the president says to go fishing so more in more or less words <laughs> or, or less, at least his advisors yeah. yes said that yeah so um but hey we're uh we're happy to be here and um we have beer and the beer's cold and so Tastes great. life life is going on and it's and there's still fish in the water. They're not the, gone. The fish don't care, just like the rain. Fish don't care if it's raining. They don't care if there's coronavirus. They're already wet. Yeah, they're already wet. Yeah. 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 So um okay, so if you don't know uh Mark, I want to introduce you to Mark and um and we'll we'll chat a little bit about his backstory, but uh, they, uh, him and his buddy John own a significant fly shop in in Montana, um, and uh, and I would significant because of um, the, I mean, not the square footage, no, but <laughs> diminutive for yeah. square footage. Yeah. What's yeah. your how many square feet is five hundred seventy four? Five seventy four. Yeah, it includes the you know the the point of sale area as well. So <laughs> right. That's... Yeah. So. I mean, uh, I guess retail dollars per square foot, they probably, they might have the highest in the country, um, but they're a busy shop. I mean, it's, um, I mean, what, 25 guides working for you? Yeah, about, that'd be on, like on a huge day a for day. us. That's, that's would be a peak day. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, on average much fewer, many, much fewer than that. But So to put it in perspective for those of you in Washington that are our customers, um, I would say probably all of the... With all of the guiding, fly fishing guiding that happens in Puget Sound for the uh, entire year, Mark's shop does, does that in probably two weeks of the busiest time of year in Montana, or maybe maybe three weeks. But yeah, I don't know what your number is, but uh, yeah, in the summer <laughs> it's months, it's, uh, yeah, you know, those are the days when you would have, you could have 25 guys on the water. That's, yeah. That seems like that's our mid-July, there's usually a day. A number of years, it's been my sister's birthday. July thirteenth seems to be the peak day, and nothing yeah. really around. It's just a blip on the on the you know on the on the chart. Are you yeah, on the water that day? Or are you July thirteenth? Yeah, I try not to guide weekends anymore. Sure, I am not. I try not to be out on the weekends. That's when uh, uh, because there's an incredible amount of pressure from from non-angling right. public out on the weekends as as well. And and uh, no, that's what young guides are for. But but. They're not. Yeah. They could be out there. No. I try not to guide weekends yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. So Monday through Friday. Not, it's because I'm at church. Like three days. You do have a weekend job. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm at yeah. I'm at church praying that right. you catch a fish. The traffic is, yeah. So I, I think, think that, my prayers have been heard because, man, I, we've caught quite a few 
few fish and that's what I pray for on Sundays. I'm like, I God let Mark catch a fish yeah. this week. Yeah. And um, I, I have fished on Sunday mornings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time to go out because the because the because the splash and giggle crowd doesn't necessarily get out at the break of dawn. Sure, they're they're, they're they come out after church. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. And I uh, Saturdays. I mean, our I mean, running a retail shop here. I mean, we're just busy on Saturdays and. And, you know, even though, like, Puget Sound doesn't ever get busy, really. Um, for anglers. Yeah. Well, I mean, it definitely gets busy for, like, you know, with boats and just other traffic, especially on, like, July 4th weekend or July 4th and Memorial Day weekend, stuff like that. But, yeah. Um, and I really don't like guiding on those those days because it's just a, it's such a zoo out there. But, yeah. But most of the time, 360 days out of the year... You never go, man, there's so much angling pressure. There's just limited places to fish. You know, it's just. It's right. It's pretty wide open. A yeah. lot of water. Yeah. That's right. yeah. yeah there's, it is a lot of water. It's a, yeah. it's a lot of water. Okay. So, you, okay. You're in Montana. Yes. You're not from Montana. No. You're from. Mount Vernon. You're from Mount Vernon, yep. Washington. And see, I think this is why we have a special connection. It's because you're a Washingtonian. I am, yeah. Except what, that yeah. I'm not a Washingtonian. That's right. So, so I guess maybe that's not. not yeah. Not why. So just... how did you end up on the Missouri River being from Mount Vernon? Like, when did you get into fly fishing oh, and kind of what was that journey like? Right. Yeah. I got in, in, I got in fly fishing in my group fly uh, in the fishing family. And my father was a, a fly angler. Uh, still is avid steelheader on the Skagit. So we grew up on the Skagit. And that's why he was there was for the for that resource. Wow. Um, and he's a dentist, uh, and dentists don't work on Friday. So you know he was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday angler. Yeah. So you get one day. Sometimes Thursdays, one, sometimes and even probably like half a day on Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, dentists, yeah, right, we love you. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, so so I wasn't an angler, but I mean I grew up in an angling family. I mean yeah. I was an angler, tagalon angler, but I didn't really get the bug until uh, I was 21 and living in Western Washington and. And working at White Pass, teaching skiing at White Pass. Yeah, is that so? Uh, and I stayed back for the summer. All my friends moved back home after the ski season, and I said, "Shoot, I want to move back to the city." Yeah, and so I stayed. And then I went home to my parents and got a like a I got a Fenwick glass rod. Broke that pretty quickly, falling out of a canoe after I'd had a few loggers. And <laughs> um, and then. Uh, yeah, well, canoes so are could, canoes are tippy. Canoes, <laughs> I fell out of canoes twice in that that same summer. Yeah, with the help of some loggers. Yeah, but yeah. uh, broke a rod once and lost the rod once. So, two two yeah, just stop getting in canoes. I mean, was that's the rod the, broken when you lost it? Because then that wouldn't be as bad. No, that one was, was a, a that one was a oh. rod I got at the swap meet for uh for like a ten or eleven dollars, and I got a Fluger. Used medalist, a 1492 medalist, uh, for three dollars. So I was in for 14 bucks to that rig. I mean, some things just never change. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, flu a new Fluger is 125. Bucks. I know. You've seen that. I know. Yeah. We we tried to yeah. stock them for a bit. But we tried to as well. It didn't it work. Didn't work. No, because we should three, consult on three dollars is the right price. <laughs> right. That's yeah, what you can worth. still find them. Yeah. 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 Probably so. for three bucks. So. <laughs> So anyway, uh, I went to Montana because my, one of my first fishing mentors, uh, Pat Ward was the guy's name, Goofball, and he um, said he ought to go to Montana. Sure. 
They're, they have great trout fishing there. Was he a steelhead angler? He was a uh, Washingtonian originally from Michigan and had a small fly shop there, which I did some work at uh, on at Gold Creek on the Natchez. Okay. So uh, it was there for, I don't know, a couple years, two, three years, that yeah. little shop. And, and um, called the Little Bug Shop. But he, uh, yeah, he was a, yeah an avid angler. You know, I mean, he was my my first guy that I could hung out with that could cast well. Sure. Yeah. And which meant cast at all, because I didn't, yeah, I mean, I didn't know many good casters. None of my friends were. You were, still don't. Right, exactly. Still don't. <laughs> He's still a good caster, Pat. So anyway, I started hanging out with him, and he said go to Montana. So I went to Missoula, and it rained, and I drank a bunch. And then the guy at the Missoula Angler, uh, Paul was his name. He's since passed away, and that's changed hands a couple times. He said you should go to the Missouri. So that, so I said, well, sir, I can't, I don't have, uh, I'm in that old dilapidated Subaru outside and right. I only have, you know, seven more days of my vacation and, you know, I don't, uh, I probably don't have a hundred dollars. This is in the early nineties, like in 1992. So, so he said, oh, you should, it's just over the mountain. So he sold me the Montana Gazetteer and the uh, Montana Angling Guide. Did he give you a discount on them? No, but it was like 44 bucks, Ouch. I remember. Yeah, it hurt me. Yeah. yeah. At but least those, gas was 95 but, cents right, an Correct, hour. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> cheap smokes, yeah. cheap beer, cheap gas. Uh, but then I had the Montana Gazetteer, which you'd need. And then I yeah. had the Montana Angling Guide, which had all these really cool fold-out maps. So it would say, with an arrow, they would say like, hey, you know, fish by half-breed rapids, use right. a big hair, you know, and then I have a fly suggestions on it's it. Like a so big full -on map. It's awesome. It's like, yeah. It's like a really big cell phone. Like, <laughs> that's correct. Right. Yeah, but the map is, you can read the map better on the map than the cell phone. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, I fished out of that, yeah, and then uh, and landed on the Missouri and couldn't catch them. And then, really? Yeah, what, what time of year was this? I was there, the first time I was there was in May. So after the ski area would close and we'd be at White Pass in Washington, we'd be open um, for, like first and second weekend. Sure. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go till after that. And I worked for a rest, private restaurant across the street going on employment that wouldn't reopen until like July 4th. So I would have, you know, six to eight weeks in that time frame to just leave, which is great. Yeah. Going on employment, wander around Montana. Yeah. So, um, so it was in May. So it was high water. The first several times I was there. Sure. In the spring were high water, which I didn't really recognize. I didn't. So really, you didn't. You didn't were, catch anything. I caught one in the first half hour, on a gold rib hairs here tied off an elk hair caddis, and then I didn't catch another one for the se next seven days. So I got <laughs> one in the first half hour, which is way like the biggest trout I'd ever caught on a fly well, pole. So yeah. But that was the first. Why did you after day two? Why did you fish day three? Well, because I could see all those fish in there. Oh, you could see. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so you're like, I can see them. Oh yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm yeah. gonna figure it out. And I just had caught the biggest trout on a fly rod I'd ever caught. And so you're so, motivated. I mean, I was. Yeah, of course, I was highly motivated sure. to. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that big big fisher motivation. All I knew what to do oh. was just throw uh, streamers. You know, so I was just throwing. Actually, I threw that. But then after that, I went to the fly shop on my last day there. I didn't have any money. I didn't have any. I mean, I, I, well, I, did, like, I take that back. I didn't have money for flies. Sure. I had money for Joe's bar. Right. Yeah, which was inexpensive, thankfully. Right. Yeah. And uh, I didn't learn anything about fly fishing at Joe's bar, just for the record. Something's never. I learned changed. a lot about life in Joe's bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
So then, uh, so I was hooked when and I Joe's left. Bar is still there. So for Joe's those of you that don't know, Joe's Bar is like yeah. the bar in Craig. Yep. And, Downtown um, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, Mark has worked really hard to make sure that they ha- are still in business. Yeah. I and don't frequent as often. <laughs> right. Life's a little bit yeah, different. It is a little different. Yeah. yeah. So, man. Okay. So um, the Missouri River, I mean, Gary LaFontaine had done a bunch of writing. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, his book had been out for a long time. Had you had you read that? Read like Caddisflies? Yeah, oh, yeah. You read absolutely. His? Okay. Yeah. So you had read some of his stuff, yeah. but you were just... But I mean, May, it's high water. It's difficult to get it. I mean, from oh, my I experience. Didn't know, well, and that was pre kind of pre nymphing, you know, pre indicator sure. nymphing. So no one was doing that that I certainly I knew. I wasn't befriended by anybody. So um, it was pre Tenkara. You would have crushed pre Tenkara yeah. because that was yeah. You're right <laughs> on the back. Yeah, you, I would have. Golly. Do you guys stock Tenkara rides? No, we have chosen not to go. There, our neighbor does. So there's it is represented in town. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Have you ever tried it? No, but okay, I mean, me, there, well, there was a time where I couldn't cast as far as right. That's the, kind of that's like so. Tenkara. Yes, I used to tenkara when I first started fly fishing. So yes. Let me explain. Let me explain to you what what tenkara is like, since you haven't done it. Okay. If you take your fly rod, yes, and you strip the line off the rod, okay, and you're prepared to to cast, and you leave you know twelve feet of line yeah. out, fifteen feet of line out, and then you pinch the line to the cork and leave it there. That's tenkara. We are actually talking about doing an April Fool's Day joke coming up, so um, this is probably going to air after that. We're we're gonna we're gonna so I really should do it now that I'm saying this like on the, but we're gonna come out with for April April first we're gonna come out with a Tenkara adapter, and it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a rubber band that you just slip, slide over and hold, so it just so the rubber band just. Pins the line to the cork. How much are you going to charge? Well, it's fourteen ninety nine for sure. Free shipping for that. Of course, well, free shipping. Yes, free shipping is important these days. It ship it ships in an envelope with the stamp on it. I'm pretty sure. But you're going to put like a sticker. You put that gig harbor sticker in there. I don't know. It's a little embarrassing. I don't know if we want. I might put a headhunter sticker in there. Anything. I mean, it's always better to be remembered than not remembered, Blake. Any any media any, is good media. Yes, that's, well, that's that's true. Uh, so. Well, let's put it on the outside. If you're gonna, I'll give you the stickers, but I want you to put them on the outside of the right letter. So it that'd be awesome. Yeah. It, okay. So for those coverage. of you following this on on you know, so so people access our our, our media either on iTunes, like Android, whatever. Okay. But then also the interview videos are on YouTube. So for for I mean, and on YouTube, man, that you know. The comments are always, it's always different than any other platform, right? So right I'm now, sure. I know there's like Tenkara comments about how Tenkara is a gift from God. And you don't understand Tenkara and all that kind of I stuff. I think I but. understand it. I'm pretty, I, well, I looked at some, I mean, uh, at the Tackle Dealer Show, there were some representatives there. Sure. So I saw. Sure. I mean, I think, I guess here's just my, I mean, I'm sorry for if, if I offended anyone that really loves Tenkara. But I guess for me, like, I just really like fly reels. They're beautiful. They spin. Oh, no, they turn. male they're jewelry. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just, you know. You will we'll talk, you'll have to, are the, what kind of flies do you use? Do you use, like, hairs or? With Tenkara? Yeah, same deal, well, it's right? Like, like so, they're like soft tackles and, Spiders like, and stuff, different yeah. stuff like I that. I got you. Okay. You know, all the same yeah. stuff that you could just fish with a fly rod. But it's a lot of soft tackle type stuff. And there we is some, tech, some, some guys. There were some guys. Stuff, we so. got, there, I, had a, I have not fished a tenkara out of the boat on the Missouri, but I have. Uh, um, that might not be allowed with tenkara. I have. I have a guide of mine has a couple different times, and it resulted in broken rods. 
Oh, yeah. I can see that. And I don't I cannot attest to if there was any hilarity involved with it, so I don't know if it was actual or hilarity induced broken tankara rods. You know what but, they call a tankara rod that you use in the blue water for tuna? The jack pole. Is that... It's a thing. It's a tankara I rod. Know. You just dangle the stuff in the water and the fish hits it and you just like slingshot the fish up yep. into the boat. Yep. It's I mean YouTube that. It's super cool to see it. It's... Well have you seen there's a there John and uh the gang did a um tankara carp called Tenkarpa. Have you seen that? Look that up. That's on YouTube. Yeah, where they're fishing for those big carp and the and all the, and the sure. slews and stuff. Yeah. And they, there's some hilarity involved there. Okay. Tenkarpa. Tenkarpa. Yeah, okay. very funny. Well, there's some broken Tenkara rods. We've, we've gone a ways off of our off of off. our of our our background story on you. So um, it didn't include it didn't when I was like, it did not include any Tenkarpa. Tin carpet. So, I mean, when did you fall in love with the Missouri River? Because, like, you're in, Mark, you're in love. It wasn't love. that. You can it see wasn't it in your yeah, eyes when you talk yeah, about yeah. it. You're like, Missouri. I, I. Oh, oh wait. Fell in love. Go ahead. How many days have you fished the Missouri? I fished it three. I. Th you know the number. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been out of town now for a week, yeah, so it's, no, it's just come yeah. back to you. 3,942. <sighs> yeah. Man. And I, I'm the long backstory how I got to that number. I had I didn't start counting at one. I I got to a conservative number, and then I've been counting since then. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I um, forgot a lot of the years at would, Joe's bar. Well, would you be willing to like maybe scale back your guiding a little bit this summer so that when I'm there in October, I can be there for number four thousand? Oh, you you'll be very close to that. Yeah, you'll be pretty close because you and I are fishing today. Yes, in October again. Yeah, we are on a. I don't know if it's a Friday this time, but it has been before. Yeah, uh, I think it's a Friday. Yeah. Well, I'll just say it's 4,000 regardless. It'll be... Just for me? Yeah. Aw. Thanks. I mean, so yeah. much. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, okay, so when did you when did you fall in love with the Missouri? Well, that, like, probably the first time place. I could, because I could see all those rising fish. I did not know how to, know how to catch them. And so I, I really think the river at that that first time I was there is probably eight about 8,000 CFS. Look, because you can look back in the charts and stuff. So, sure. Still high, but not exceptionally. And, right. And um, so I I know I came back. It was probably a few trips, and I came back because I could see all those fish, and I knew the size of the fish. And I had probably talked to a couple cats at the bar, you know, that said, oh, yeah, you know, that river has a lot of fish. And I would talk to the guys at the fly shop at that point. And then I went back home, and, you know, that's the time when you had to, when you had to check out books and stuff at the library to learn stuff pre-internet. So I had seen, and then maybe within the next year, I saw the first magazine article I saw in 1994 uh, with American Angler talking about the Missouri. So I had been back already because I had been back. So that was May of 92. So May of 90 or uh, like October, because the restaurant I worked for would all would close down for a month then too, going on employment pre-ski season. So it would close um, October. And then November would start ski season in Washington State around Thanksgiving, as you know. So, um, so I had a, a chunk of time off then. So I came, would come back. So, but then I was on the woolly bugger for two and a half years. So it, during that time, I mean, I obviously saw and I had caught a couple on maybe other dry, but I was just really just would throw the woolly bugger, brown or black or olive, <laughs> just exclusively for like two and a half years. Like I don't. And wanna... I was there about 180 to 100 days a year, even at that point, because I would be there. Wow. Six to eight weeks in the spring. So it was pretty quickly I was six to eight weeks there twice a year. 
Can I ask you a question yeah. and you can you can confirm or deny, yeah. deny it? Like if you I mean, have you ever greased up a woolly bugger and fished it as a dry? No, but I've greased a woolly worm, you know, without the tail. Yeah. So yes, I don't think I got one. I oh, would okay. remember. Yeah, but I do. Yeah. Okay. I've got a couple on floating. Because um, many of us have gone muddler, through muddler minnows. Oh yeah. You know oh, when it like was on top. Yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess that's different. I remember hearing a story once of a guy. I, I, I over, believe it, though, and what a great story. Well, I, I, I overheard this, this conversation in a fly shop once. This was back in Sacramento, California, of a, guy, of a guy who was taking these big black stoneflies, and he had yeah. no idea what he was doing. He was fishing this little ravine. That's even better. And yeah. he, was, he was, like, having a hard time trying to keep these things floating on the surface. But the, if, if he could, the fish would crush it. But, but, but he's fishing nymphs. Stonefly nymphs, like big black ones, and he was you got figuring out how to really good. That's grease. a lot of floating. I'm like, I really think he's taking good like too. the, I think he's taking the the pulse of pinch on it, indicators and just like folding them over it. It was like an egg sucking leech almost or something. If I could get that thing to float, they'd hammer it. See, that's <laughs> right? great fishing, Laura. I love it. And they were like it. big, yeah. big browns. Like it's it's kind of a it's kind of a. I mean, at the time, I mean, I was young, and I'm, I'm like. I mean, my first thought was, like, that guy's an idiot. And then my second thought was, or is he? Yeah. I'm like, those fish must be idiots. Like, yeah. I want to go there because oh, yeah. I really like dumb fish. Oh. I really like dumb fish. They're the best. They are the best. They're great. But, but I mean, as I've progressed as an angler, I mean, I've appreciated fish that aren't dumb. So, I mean, and I think, I think if I had encountered the Missouri when I was in my 20s, I think I I would have been so frustrated out of my mind that I probably wouldn't have gone back and and I mean in in my twenties I was backpacking all over I mean the Sierras yeah. and stuff and yeah. fishing for dumb trout and yeah. you know but now I mean I love the Missouri it's I mean sure. I, it's it's awesome and you know I love fishing for a permit I love fishing for trigger fish I mean I, I like right. fishing for stuff that yeah. um, that has that challenge to it because it's you know it's like fly fishing is like this ever expanding world. You know, and, you know, and it's like even with trout fishing, you know, a lot of people start with the bobber. They yeah. start with an indicator, yeah. you know, then you graduate. Yeah. Right. You start fishing streamers or, you know, maybe you get a fish on a dry fly, but sure. then it starts getting technical dry fly. And, and I mean, it's keeps, it just keeps expanding. Oh yeah. Yeah. It could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Even Tankara. Yeah. Even Tankara. I need to let yeah. that go. <laughs> It can absolutely be Tankara. I'm not sure what the international Tankara sales are, but it'd be interesting to <laughs> this see. This week? This week. <laughs> this week, I'm... Well, you could play, you could, yeah. I mean, I, per, I kind of have an idea of what the global fly fishing sales are this week. You have a sale going on. I, I think you have a sale, have a yeah. sale happening yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in your media. Yeah, uh, I mean, and this is the best day we've had. And yeah, we have a sale. We have a sale we, going on. So. We have a fly sale going on. Twenty five percent off if you oh, sign flies. up for the newsletter. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got to sign up. Yeah. Okay, so how can they get on your newsletter? But just go to headhunters dot headhuntersflyshop dot com. Headhuntersflyshop dot com. Yeah, okay. you go to headhunters dot com, but a different kind of. Oh, that's probably bad. No, it's probably like a work thing. It huh? is a work thing. It's not which you were, yeah, it's not anything gross. Or, well, you yes. never know these days. I mean, well, my goodness. I know. You're I like, mean, well, yeah. So, no, it's a, actually, I haven't been recently, so it could, let's hope not. Headhuntersflyshop.com, sure. and you can sign up for the e-newsletter. Yeah. 
And well, I mean, the, the blog updated all the time. Well, and the blog is updated every single day, and almost and, every day. I mean, it's pretty impressive how how much just how much content it's that you put out is never ending. Never you, ending. You write every morning. I do, yes, nearly, nearly. Yeah, I'm. I don't do 365 anymore, but I'm more in the, like the 350 range. Right. So yeah, once but you can in pretend while, it's 365 and everyone will do right. It. Yeah. Well, I know For we've sure. gone five over about 5,200 blogs. A bit. Yeah. A bit. A bit. So, okay, let's talk about the Missouri yes. River. Okay. So, uh, some people are not familiar with uh, the Missouri, and I've brought a lot of people yep. out there. Yep. Um, and I was even trying to think about when the first time I had gone out mm. there. So, the, my my first trip out there was uh, Rio Fly Lines. They yeah. uh, they bring a couple dealers every year out to partner with you guys and mm-hmm. um, and they they take them fishing and man I got to go on this trip with Rio it was great and uh, got to meet, got to fish with you for a day yep. caught some browns it was yeah, awesome we had a great stream and day, yeah. yeah it was a great yeah. great day yeah. and the whole trip was great and I'm like oh my goodness like customers need to come out here because um, you know trout fishing in Washington we have some good stuff uh, but I wouldn't say we have like great yeah you know or at least not consistently great like there's days where i mean there's days for sure on the yacht that you can walk away and go whoa yeah that was a great day yeah. of fishing yeah but on the missouri it's 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 almost always great to very consistent you know, we're fortunate to, it's very consistent yeah and is that that's not just the dam that that creates no. consistency no like, it's the whole resource i mean it's a t- you know you have constant water temperatures you have flow regulation that is, you know, uh, uh, that the, the angler sits at the table that makes some of those decisions. So, um, well, let's talk about the fish in the river, yeah. just so people have yeah. uh, a, you know, an idea of what, yeah. we're, what we're talking about and why we yeah. why we're spending all this time talking about uh, the Missouri River and stuff like that. So, I mean, fish in the river, species, density, yep. size, so rainbows, thirty five hundred a mile, catchable, ten inches or better. That's historical average. We might actually be a little bit under that right now, which is. Um, What's well, the first time really been under our historical average in a number of years. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, 3,500 catchable rainbows per mile, 10 inches or better, um, and 35 miles of river. Brown, seven to 900 catchable per mile, 10 inches or better. It has, oh, shucks, in, the, in you know, five, six, seven years ago, we were at 1,500, which is unhistorical. Mother Nature levels all that stuff out. So we are right at historical yeah. averages right now. Um, and 35 miles are just really fantastic. Average, what's the average size fish? 17, 18 inches. You know, there are definitely years where, um, and this is according to the shocking, you know, and, and our, and our gut check and our eyeball check as well. Um, you know, 18 inches is your average fish. You catch lots of 18 inches, as you well know. I mean, so 16, 15, 14, not too many 14s, but yeah, no, you know, it's that's 15, 16, 17, 18 inch fish. It kind of depends on the year where we're at in the water cycle. Um, but yeah, 15, 15 to 18 inches, your normal fish as you, as you well Which know. Which is a really big yeah, fish that means that a lot gonna, of you, other rivers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, depending on the year, um, shoot, there's been years in the last 20 where I got four or five at 20 for the season. You know, you, you can have days where you get four wow. or five at 20. So, yeah. but there have been years, there have been, you know, where four or five at an actual 20 inch fish. I mean, that's a, a landmark year, you know, where that'd be a, a benchmark, you know, a big one. Um, um, those drought years, but you know we've had really great average water and better than average water for a the last uh, since two, eight so eight nine ten eleven high water years and then 
few right below average and uh and then a couple average and and then a couple above since then as well so really good strong I, healthy consistent resource the yeah. first first yeah. year i ever went out there and the streamer fishing was good so we 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 hooked a, a bunch good, of streamers that was a good streamer year. it was a good yep. i mean we had some great dry fly Ball, fishing yep. too but i remember that i did i mean i probably i mean i bet i got 50 fish yeah that were i probably i probably got 50 fish over 15 inches yep. before i got yep. something under 15 yep. inches which like you know, and so, you know, it's kind of funny when you, when you go out to, uh, you know, you go out to headhunters and you talk to people in the shop or, you know, and, and it's like, you know, these guys, they just like, they, they know this river really, really well. And, um, and you know, their world is not the world. And so like, no, it's you know, they, not. They, right. you know, they're, they're, they, they're, they're a little bit, uh, you, you know, they have like, I mean, I don't want to say jaded, but they have like. They have Missouri River lenses on, yep. and so when you when you're like, well, how's fishing been? And they're like, like, ah, oh, you know, you know, we hooked. I know we only hooked, you know, eight fish over eighteen inches yesterday, or yeah. you know, they'll tell you something like that. And you're like, been a little bit what? slow, yeah. <laughs> I forget that when I'm in the boat with people, you know, yeah, it's the right. same thing, you know. We're like, oh, how was your fishing day? It's like, you know, it's fair. Yeah, I said, if you live here, if, if you, you live don't live here, here it was yeah. very good. It's yeah, yeah, excellent. I know. So below average, you know, people. How was it today? It's like, oh, it was below average. You know, we got, <laughs> we got, we might, we got between five and ten to hand, and a couple of those were pretty nice. And then I think to myself, boy, when I first started fishing the mo, yeah. I never got more. I I remember a big day, you know, five on a streamer. Yeah, pretty real excited. A big night at Joe's after you got five. Yeah, but they were big. They were big, of course. Yeah. yeah. So I remember, yeah. Shoot, even today when it has, you know, shoot, I, I've gone out and got skunked very recently. And, uh, and yeah, five, five great fish. I mean, there's no complaints there. Right. Yeah. So I forget how spoiled we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You could have, three of those could be 20 inches. Yeah. I only got five. Okay. So let's yeah. talk, let's talk about uh, just kind of like cycles of the season. And, okay. um, I mean, I, I mean, the thing that I love about uh, going out to Missouri is the opportunity to fish fish dry flies. Yep. And it's a very cool place to fish dry flies, and it's a, it's a great experience. It's not, I mean, it's it's more of, I would say it's more of like you're, you're seeing either, uh, you know, usually you don't see a fish, you see a pot of fish, but you're, you're like, it's sight fishing, and you're, you're picking out where your cast is going to be to throw it to that fish that's at the front sure you know and you know instead of like just blind casting you know and still even just blind casting a dry fly and getting a fish to eat it on you know know, some other river is great but i mean that's one of the things i love about the missouri is like there they are you set up and and, you know you you set up in place you either are anchored or you hop out and you're waiting and like and and you're fishing to that fish and it's i mean that's a really cool experience but um, but most of my fishing on the Missouri has been in the fall. I yeah. have been um, in late Here. May one year. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, late May, early June. Which yeah. was great fishing, mostly subsurface. But we did you know, have a little more water than I remember when you and the wife were out. Yeah, yeah. there was some caddis coming yeah. off. We didn't get any fish up top. Right, but, right. Um, but I mean, kind of walk us through like what? So, what yeah. is, I mean, if you're like a dry fly enthusiast, like what? Well, what does that the, season look yeah, like? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's if you're a dry fly. I mean, we have. Almost every month we have dry fly opportunities. So really kind of March through, we have midge right now, blooming olives in April, uh, more midge, even better midge 
uh, bluings in, in late April, and then that bluings go through May and into June sometimes, sometimes mid-May. In May, we have some March browns, five to seven days of March browns. We have some squala, like 12 squalas. I mean, you can throw a big fluffy fly, and, and you can roll a couple of fish in a day, but, I mean, you might only You're see not 12. saying a size 12. So no, like, like 12. There's, there's of 12 them. of them. Yeah, yeah. 12 billion, <laughs> 12 gazillion trichos, 12 squalas. Sure. So... But we're, we want to throw something big and chunky, you know, once in a while. We never get to. So, right. May, June. So, no, June, uh, uh, PMDs, very late May or early June. PMDs for two to three months. Um, and then caddis, uh, the green one and the brown one and the tan one. And then trichos on July 4th. And then terrestrials. So, now we've got ants and grasshoppers. Uh, not a great ant and grasshopper river. Great ant river, not a great grasshopper river, but they'll eat it. Um then trichos in August, PMDs are waning. Trichos in August, hoppers, terrestrials, ants, uh, caddis, pretty good. Um, and then September, not a great dry fly month. Pseudocloyons, little tiny betas, they're not a betas anymore, it's a pseudo something. And then uh, bluing olives in October and, uh, and, and October caddis. Oh, and then in the midsummer, there are calabatus in that August and September in those slack, pondy sections. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the cycle. But the peak dry fly thing is really, you know, June and July. Uh, yeah. August gets pretty, can be very difficult dry fly fishing. The fish are, have been fished over. They're finicky. They're upset. It's hot. The sun is high. There's not a lot of people around. I yeah. mean, there's not. Fishing gets, yeah, can get a little bit weedy in that time of year. It's weedy all the yeah. time, but even more, even for Missouri River people, it's a little weedy. So, um, but June and July. Those are your best dry fly periods, yeah. definitely. That's slam dunk fishing. You know, in the fall, like we get, you know, if we had three or four hours, four hours would be epic. But it's more like even when, when you think of like some of the great periods of fishing you and I have had together, I mean, that's it's really like 90 minutes, right? I mean, uh, well, like I don't know. mayhem. It's like three or four hours are pretty good. But it's like 90 minutes of catching a lot. I mean, yeah. you might remember it differently than I than I do. But I re mean, uh, and I'm, that must have been, um, I, it was either 2017 or 2018. I'm not quite sure. I think it was maybe 2018. I think 2018 we had a really good, really good afternoon. We, there was yeah. a betas hatch that came off yeah, that fin. just it yeah, mind blanketed yeah. the water. And um, but, you know, I the really good part was 90 minutes. Oh, like my. the really good part. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It's like four hours of good, but I've, it was it was quite possibly the best day I've ever had trout fishing. That's what you were saying, yeah. No, was, those were there and they were catchable, ridiculous. which is great. They were all. You're, yeah. I'm like, what about all of those? You I mean you would see you see all this disturbance and like a lot of people would think that like oh maybe it's a riffle of like yeah. shallow water and it's it, it's actually like eight feet deep and it's a riffle of choppy water because they're all heads coming up and there's just like like a swimming pool, small swimming pool size of like yeah. fish. And like Mark's like, no, those are all small. We're going down here, and then he yeah. drops anchor. He's like, okay, get, casted those ones. And like, first fish is like eighteen inches. You're like, boom! Like it's, I mean, it was just yeah. spectacular. Oh yeah, no, those are great. Those are great periods. It get, that trico thing can last a little bit long. You know, duration of it's a little bit longer because you're gonna get. But it is the spinner fall, just like the like the, like those actually betas. I guess it's the emergence. It's so fantastic. But um, yeah, those periods you get it. You can have some of those summer days, you know, you can get, you can start with spent caddis or spruce moths, 
We do have an occasional spruce moth, and so those will be on the water in the morning. The I, fish lo will I be love eating. fishing the, the spruce spruce moth. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, you're being serious. I'm being serious, yeah. <laughs> you, at yeah. this point, you can start making things up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. So there, there really is a spruce moth. And, and, I mean, it's just like everywhere else. It's, it's sporadic. Um, and that's a, a, a terrestrial insect. I mean, that's, sure. that's wood, wood-borne, I think, comes out of the trees and just like ants and stuff do. So, um, so the spruce can be on the water in the morning. And then any variation of, you know, just dead, just dead decomposing bugs, caddis and calabatus and... Um, trichos that you know are dead stuff that's come out of an eddy and you know smudge Lafontaine buzzball my favorite fly that's what that looks like smudgy stuff and then and then trico emergence trico spinnerfall um, and then you might get a PMD spinnerfall you know after that and then caddis flitting around in the afternoon and then caddis in the evening uh, we don't fish a lot I don't fish a lot of evening on the Missouri because I'm cause a lot we're, of bugs because we're morning you know we are morning sure based in the summer because you know we we'll get out at daybreak and then fish till two or three but you know there's a whole nother shift i mean there is the three till dark shift yeah. and a lot of guys like that too um it's i don't think you know the caddis uh, we've had periods in any given year the caddis in the evening you know i remember living on the west side of here in washington and, and you know some of those cricks in western washington the caddis and the, i mean it is they're inundated i mean they're all they're in your glasses and your hat yeah. and your shirt we can have that, but it's not, it's not every year. So mm -hmm. that morning session with, with that mayfly, I think is more fascinating to me anymore. I came from a caddis world sure. living on the west side here, yeah. but I have been converted into a mayfly lover. I love caddis, but yeah, I mean, who doesn't love a caddis? Everybody loves a caddis. Well, I, I feel like anglers, uh, I feel like a lot of anglers, they, they understand mayflies more and prefer fishing, prefer fishing mayfly hatches. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, but I, I feel like for me, I, I mean, I do a lot better with, with caddis, but, but partly so it's going like, to go casting around somewhere. I'd tie on a caddis, not a, but I've spent, but like, you would I've tie spent some time, too. I mean, well, totally, totally. Yeah, but I've spent so. some time, like even more recently, like I've spent some time studying like, uh, LaFontaine's book, yeah. Caddis Flies. Oh yeah. Great. And like, great, if yeah. you don't know about caddis, like, Oh, that book will school you. Like it's, yeah, like, it does make the world go around. Caddis are in generally in most resources are way more important than the lowly mayfly. Yeah. Okay, so this is enough that we've had for this episode as far ah. as time-wise, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna do another one right now. But uh, some people are commuting and they just showed up to work and they're like, "Like, man, I wish they had another one." Well, we do. We're gonna have it next week. So uh, thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Gig Harbor Flycast. Make sure that you subscribe. You can check it out on YouTube to see the video uh, as well. But uh, join us next week and we'll be back because I have a couple other burning questions to ask Mark. It's gonna get. It's gonna get yeah, really good. It wasn't on my wasn't on my notes, my pre-notes either, so this will be new for me too. <laughs>